the word of the Lord. It ought to be here in the temple of the Lord with an aged priest who'd served the Lord for so long and with this boy who spent his life serving in the house of the Lord. Instead, what do we see? We see nearly blind old man and a confused young boy and neither of them knows what's disturbed their sleep. The word of the Lord was rare in ancient Israel. Could that happen with us? The following is from Rock of Ages Lutheran Church in Payson, Arizona. January 14th, 2024. 1 Samuel 3, 1-10. You know, sometimes small children have a hard time listening. Maybe it's because they have a hard time paying attention. Maybe it's because they just can't hear. At least that's how some parents might act. You've probably seen how it goes. You're at a restaurant or at the checkout line and a young child is acting out and the, the parents try to stop them and they say, Corey, stop it. Corey's not listening or maybe he didn't hear. So the parents repeat, Corey, stop. Now, Corey probably heard that, but Corey knows. He doesn't make eye contact. He can keep getting away with more. So the parents say as, as loud as they can without getting too embarrassed, Corey, stop! And Corey's about two feet away, so he probably didn't hear. We know how that works. People, the human race really has difficulty at times, not so much hearing, but listening, paying attention. What about when it comes to our interaction with our God? Well, today we see a time as we look at God's word when ancient Israel just wasn't paying attention. And we see how our God responds as we look at the word of our God in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And we see his response to a world that's just not listening. It can be cute maybe if a, a small child doesn't listen, but what happens when they grow older and they're still not listening? That's what Eli the priest was experiencing as his grown-up children were not listening to him. In fact, the Bible describes them as quite wicked. There were those who would take part of the best part of the offering that people brought to the Lord and, and selfishly take it for themselves. And they were even sleeping with the woman that met at the tent of meeting. Eli's sons were altogether wicked and, and would not listen to their father. In fact, it wasn't just Eli's sons who were frustrating him. Much of Israel at this time was not listening. And it's not that the word of God was not being given to the people, that God was not pouring out the shower of his word and that they had his word in their presence. It's just that no one was listening. But then we see Eli gets another chance at raising children. A small child is brought in gratitude by his mother one day to serve the Lord in his temple. Eli takes that child, Samuel, and raises him as Samuel serves in the temple of the Lord. And Samuel grows up watching, observing, seeing all that Eli does because he is basically the ears and eyes and the hands for Eli, who is now an old man. And Eli, with his age, is beginning to lose his ability to see. And so he relies on Samuel to do everything. 
And then we find one night, as Samuel is sleeping, he's near the ark of the Lord in the house of the Lord, and the, the lamp of the Lord had just about gone out, the lamp which is supposed to stay lit. So it's probably near the early morning hours. And Samuel's sleep is disturbed. He hears his name, which means the Lord listens, being called out. Samuel. And he goes to Eli, and of course Eli hadn't called him, so he sends him back, and this happens twice over, and you can imagine they're both confused. They don't know what's going on. Once again, Samuel. Samuel. Here I am, you called me. And Eli responds, I didn't call you, Samuel. Go back. As you look at this picture, you think of, of all the places where people ought to recognize the word of the Lord. It ought to be here in the temple of the Lord with an aged priest who'd served the Lord for so long and with this boy who spent his life serving in the house of the Lord. Instead, what do we see? We see nearly blind old man and a confused young boy and neither of them knows what's disturbed their sleep. How can this happen? Well, maybe for Eli's part, you might understand, as it says, in those days the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. It's not that God withheld his word altogether, but not many people heard the word of the Lord. It was much like that lamp in the house of the Lord that was about to be snuffed out. And you can expect Eli was probably thinking, perhaps in pride, if God's going to speak to anyone, it's probably going to be me, his faithful old priest, not Samuel. Maybe it was pride, maybe it was laziness, but Eli didn't recognize what was going on, at least not at first. And what about the boy Samuel? Why didn't he recognize it? He's in the house of the Lord that he'd be hearing from the Lord. What well, says for us, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Now, the word here for know is one in Hebrew that means to have a, a close relationship. It's kind of like the difference between the Spanish saber y conocer. It's that not that Samuel didn't know about the Lord. It's rather he didn't have a close understanding and relationship of revelation from God yet. It explains it next as it says, the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. It's like when it says in the psalmist, the Lord knows the righteous. The Lord knows the way of the righteous. It really means he's watching over them. He's close to them. Samuel didn't have that yet. All he knew was the word of the Lord is pretty rare these days. Not many people have visions. How did it get to this point? In God's house. Of all the places where they should have been expecting to hear the word of the Lord, they weren't understanding what was going on. Could that ever happen today? Certainly, the Lord has made known that the manifestations of visions and prophetic revelations aren't as prevalent today as they were in ancient Israel. In fact, we even see the Apostle John saying, as he had his vision, don't let anyone add to his book or subtract from it. And we see the Apostle Paul saying things like, if anyone comes to you to change the gospel you've received, even if it's an angel, let them be condemned. You see, we don't need further revelation. God has given us the fullness in his Son. But if the word of God is among us, we must admit it surely is. 
God has given his prophets. He's given his word. It's proclaimed and taught around us. It's on the airs and the radios around us, on the internet. It's taught in the seminaries. It's here today. God's word is here. But do we always hear it? Pay attention, listen closely, understand and receive it as we ought. You know, Samuel grew up in the house of the Lord. Many of you, I imagine, grew up in God's house and were baptized as a young child and received God's word throughout your life. But it's not because you deserved it. And it's not a gift to take for granted. The word of the Lord was rare in ancient Israel. Could that happen with us? At least rare that anyone's paying attention. It only would take one generation for ancient Israel to lose the word of the Lord. And it only still today takes one generation to let go of that word of the Lord. Eli figured it out though. And so when Samuel came that, that last time, he said, and he realized this was the Lord speaking, next time you hear that voice, if you hear it again, say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Samuel went back, and once again, the Lord spoke to him, Samuel, Samuel, and stood there even. And this time, Samuel responded, ready to hear, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. You know, for all the times that people will speak bad about Eli for his awful parenting, it seems with this child he now finally at this point got it right. And for all his faults that Eli had and the problems that he had in his life as serving as a priest and all his failures, this much he got right. To tell that child to listen for the word of the Lord and to be ready and eager to hear it in his house. You know, that's probably the most important thing that you can do is to help the next generation to be ready to listen and the importance of listening to the word of God. To let your children, friends or family or people you know be ready to hear the word of the Lord and the importance of listening to that precious word when it's found. You know, if your family, if they never see you open the Bible at home, are they going to see it worth their while? And if the only time you say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, but don't let it go more than an hour because then I'll probably have the right to complain. Are they going to treasure that word? Or if you say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening, except when it conflicts with my interests or my hobbies or my preferences. And what speaks louder in your house? Is it the sports channel? And what do you get more excited, more eager to hear? Is it the latest entertainment in sports or is it a Christian magazine or the word of your God or daily devotions? Now I have to sadly admit, I could probably a lot more make an example for the next generation to hear the word of the Lord and to treasure it in my own house. How about you? How about when you gather in the house of the Lord? Does the next generation have that? You know, it's probably pretty remarkable that Eli understood finally that this is the Lord speaking. Pretty remarkable that the word of the Lord would come. But the most remarkable thing is that he came at all to anyone. And he came to Israel even at a time when many were not listening. 
And he called over and over, and I'm sure he would have continued to call throughout the night until that child listened. The Lord in grace comes to a world that is not listening to him. The word came to Samuel, to many prophets after his time, and continued to be poured out to the Israelites through the prophets and recorded for them to have. And yes, the word came in the flesh to a world that was not ready to listen, to a people that were not ready to listen. There he was in the temple of the Lord, the Son of God, the Word in the flesh, speaking to his people, saying, Come, follow me. And yet what do we see? During a time in Jesus' ministry, as he's calling out to the world, saying, I am the bread of life, it says, many of his disciples then deserted him and no longer listened. And still, despite the rejection of this world, despite the times we will fail to listen to his word and treasure it as we ought, the word came. The word came to Israel. The word came and he lived that perfect life and he fulfilled the promises of our God. And still the word who rose to life proclaimed to his disciples as he said, speak the gospel to all nations. And the apostles shared the word of God and the word went out to the ends of the world. The word came to your home and the word came to your heart. The message of Jesus is living, dying, and rising and saying, come, follow me. Sin's forgiven. Makes a big impact. You know, we read earlier how Nathaniel heard about where that word came from, from that lowly place, Nazareth. And maybe at times we might look down on the word because it comes in such lowly origins, but makes an impact. You might think at times that the word of God might not make an impact in the world because the world's not listening. But those who do listen and do hear by the working of our God will say, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. And that's what happened that one night. And think of the impact it had just that one night of one servant, one small child saying, Lord, I'm listening. And he received the word of God. And he spoke the word of God to Israel. And the word of God was carried on. And the word came. And the word has reached your heart. The anointed one, the word of God, is awesome. In grace, he shares his word, a precious gift to hold on to, to pass on to the next generation, to listen to. And his word is a precious gift. Amen. Amen.